Match day 26 in the Premier League and unlike match of the day, we will not be keeping this to just 20 minutes of silence. Mudrik gets an assist for the first time, Casemiro gets a red card for the second time and Liverpool lose to a team in the relegation zone for what feels like the 100th time. All that and more on today's episode of From the Backseat Football Podcast. As usual, it's uh, myself Jack and my co-host Hugh. How are you Hugh? Hello, great intro, love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm alright thank you mate. It's actually been a tumultuous time for me, so... It's nice to be in the pod and do a bit of football. Yeah, mate. And a bit of chatting shit. And luckily for you, Arsenal doing bits, so they can elevate your mood significantly. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. No, I'm looking forward to this one, as I'm sure you must be. I am, mate. You know, I I love uh, I love dissecting another shitty Liverpool performance. I really enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's nothing, uh, nothing new, really, is it? Nothing new, listener. It's just happening. It's happened too much for you this year. It's happened too much, but them the rules, mate. Them are the breaks. So them's you know, the breaks. It is what it is. They a are very political you actually, segue. I like it. Yes, yes, mate. I mean, go for it, mate. We actually have a kind of. We're going to diverge from the usual match reporting, aren't we? We are indeed, because actually, I think it's nice when we get to talk about something else. Because uh, just talking about ten games and say Liverpool shit, Chelsea too many players it's a bit boring after a while you know pretending that we care about Man City when we just obviously don't so let's talk about something we do care about which is politics and for listeners you know who are outside the UK and you know you know who you are there's so many of you obviously Um, Match of the Day is the main football highlight show um, in England on the BBC and Gary Lineker is the host and he was banned um as of the time of recording he's actually been reinstated so that's nice it's all kind of closed off now but he was banned for making a tweet and making his feelings known about basically just the handling of migrants and the generally racist undertones of Brexit Um, so in terms of the facts so bear in mind this is personal Twitter Um, he took to Twitter to hit out at the illegal migration bill which is I think the sixth anti-migrant bill that the Conservatives have passed in about four years so they're obviously doing a great job of it and I'm sure this new bill will have the effect the other five didn't um, which bans migrants who arrive on small boats and just immediately sends them to Rwanda so yeah just a just a nice bill really um, he tweeted it's just an immeasurably cruel policy director that most vulnerable people in um, uh, oh I fucked up the quote here anyway the language is not dissimilar to what Germany used in the 1930s and it's an interesting thing and he got suspended for that basically but there was a nice bit of uh, what do we call it camaraderie from all of his co-hosts yes. solidarity who, solidarity that's it where they all kind of yeah none of them wanted to do match a day basically and so we had this really weird um, it was all domino s- effects wasn't it really s- interesting yeah just sanitised thing where it seems like no one really was able to work on match of the day and we just got 20 minutes of 3 minute highlights with ah. absolutely no comms no assassin and it was horrible. Taking up the role or replacing Gary Lineker is a poison chalice, isn't it? You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's so weird, it's it all stemmed from a tweet and it's just opened up a far wider debate that goes far deeper than football, really. Um it's the first time in my lifetime really that there's the argument that free speech is really being threatened, you know, by the government. You know, it's it's like kind of a, a big brother act if you kind of look a bit deeper and obviously oh, it's divisive isn't it talking about politics it's a weird one but it is this, this could I be don't hate Gary Lineker 
you know because I've seen the people that hate Gary Lineker they exist alright and we're not inclined that way so if, if you are come on a bit healthy debate's always good you should hear the other side if, if you do hate Gary Lineker and if you don't want debate just skip forward to like 15 minutes in you know just pretend this never Amen. happened back to the football Amen. sanitise that whatever yeah I mean what I think is really interesting is, is as I say I saw I saw this term on Twitter and I don't know if it, I don't know if it's bullshit but it's called the Streisand effect which is the consequences of them taking Gary off air has had the opposite effect and actually shed more light on impartiality um, supposed kind of oh mate, what's the word I can't think of the word it compromises the impartial impartiality that BBC want from all their presenters, basically, and it goes to the very top. So we'll talk about Tim Davey, the Director General. We should also probably explain that at the BBC, every presenter has in their contract that they need to be impartial because the BBC is a public broadcasting service. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't be inclined or, or be seen to feel like it's inclined one way of the political spectrum. And I guess that is very subjective these days, and that's that's something that should be pointed out. It's very very hard line to walk, isn't it? In a world that's so opinionated, definitely. Um, where does that line end? Can you not express an opinion outside of work? You know, like where does it end? And I think what what most people found a bit a bit contradictory was that for the coverage of the World Cup on the BBC, they opened the whole yeah. show by just highlighting oh, what a horrible regime Qatar is, standing up for gay rights, and you know all that stuff. And I was for it, but that's not impartial. And so it seems that if you criticise one regime that's fine but as soon as it's your own country then immediately that's not okay and that's where you feel like there's bigger government interference with the BBC because the Tories don't like people pointing out they're doing a bad job they like to find ways to blame everyone else that, though. I mean, it's so weird isn't it because if, if, if I were the government and I was accused of acting like 1930s Germany I probably wouldn't then go and act like 1930s Germany <laughs> and silence, <laughs> just sanitize silence, everything. silence yeah. them you know what I mean like that's probably like the opposite of what I do and it's just a very I feel like BBC were very naive in how this was going to go like it was only going to go one way no one's going to support taking Gary Lineker off air for a tweet you know it's on his own platform it does it's nothing if he said it on BBC on a, on a BBC programme exactly you know, I, I could understand why that would have to happen but it's on his own platform on Twitter so it's bizarre but the interesting part is is that this has shed light on the Director General and the Chairman of the BBC so the Director General is Tim Davey and I think it's Richard Sharp is the Chairman both with massive Tory links I actually got the information here is it? I uh, didn't even know that did you not know this? are you going to find this interesting so the Chairman Richard Sharp is at the centre of two investigations over his appointment after it emerged he had donated £400,000 to the Conservatives and helped facilitate an 800,000 loan facility to Boris Johnson weeks before the then Prime Minister recommended him for the job. Davy has his own links to the Tories. Davy is the Deputy Director General, sorry. He was Deputy Chairman of the Hammersmith and Fulham Conservative Party in the 90s and stood unsuccessfully as a councillor in 93 and 94. So the real question from all this and why it's bigger than Lineker is, is, is that impartiality? Just their appointments knowing their prior past and you know there's two investigations going against Richard Sharp right now these the director general and the chairman are the guys that run the BBC so has there been political pressure from directly from the government on the BBC to take these guys off air it's just it opened a whole can of worms I think that's very interesting and I think the short answer is yes 100% they definitely have because if they gave a shit about anything else he said a lot of things you know previously Gary Lineker he's not 
he's not one to be quiet. He always shares his opinions on Twitter. And this was one of the first times for a couple of years probably that he's like openly criticised the government and said some pretty outlandish things, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But but he's not it's not isolated to Gary. That's the problem as well. Jeremy Clarkson said some outrageous things. Chris Packham said some outrageous things. You know, there's so there's so many BBC affiliated people that put their opinions on Twitter. It's and you it's, should it's be allowed to be called out if you're acting like you know a bit racist and a bit concerning, or you're just marginalising people based on essentially how they come into the country and just deciding that you're going to try and not take any more migrants ever. Um, unless they go through the legal routes and the legal routes don't actually exist as have been proved so <sighs> look the problem with the migrant argument I'm saying this as devil's advocate is because in like surveys and you know when they when they poll about this issue 50% of Britons want to do something you know about stopping these boats it's it's not a small minority and that's why they take it that you know the same way that Don, Donald Trump would pander to his base and their interests it's just that that classic smokescreen of like right we're doing a bad job at Partygate we've had Brexit they've all been really bad who can we blame or like how can we like swift like shift the narrative a bit and oh, no, it was no, it was general immigration no, no. but then no that was that was too broad we couldn't actually do anything so that was like small boats just people coming in small boats specifically that will try I mean, and target and it's like a smaller slogan... smaller group the slogan they've actually made a slogan stop the boats is so insidious man like it just does not sit well like it's even for me it's worse than like make America great again like stop the boats is actually like quite yeah because it, it implies sinister, that mate. it implies it's, it's that they'll nice stop them at any means feel, you know it's not like yeah it's, gently it's, it's, it's facilitate the boats it's like confrontational kind of words and yeah yeah it's just I, I just despair mate but you know, Gary Lineker's been reinstated. My problem with that is, is like the BBC have relented because actually they didn't expect all this spotlight being on their Tory part, not Tory past, but their breaches of impartiality right mm-hmm. at the top. So rather than you know let that carry on, they just bring it back. You know, we'll, we'll change the laws, but don't question our impartiality. I've, Tim David quote: "I've got a passion for impartiality, but you know how contradictory is that? If you stood as a Tory councillor and your chairman who got appointed gave it, it's just, it's just." I don't know, mate. I said it to you privately. I'm just going to say on this pod, when will it be enough for people just to start burning cars? When will it be... What will be the point where the general strike can't happen, guys? Come on. It's true. If this was cut, France, we would have never let it get this far. As soon as Brexit was announced, we would have rioted until it was over. Honestly, like, bills are so high. Like Quality of living's gone. Cost of, pro- cost exactly. of living's gone up. Like, who do we focus on? Small boats. Not the fact fucking that we had Gary the Lineker as well. mini budget. That ruined everything. Cover. Also, can, can I just say, so George Osborne, who's the one of the prior chancellors, he was the chancellor of the Exchequer under David Cameron, he was saying that due to Brexit, we actually pay France 500 mil every month now to uh, just help us deal with migrants. So instead of dealing with them, we've actually managed to make it worse, lose control, and now they cost way more. And that's purely from conservative decision-making. So if we are attacking small boats it's because we managed to create a problem that's costing us loads of money, time and energy that never existed before. And then they blame Gary Lineker. If it's not clear enough that our government's incompetent and real change is needed, then I just... I don't know, mate. You know? I don't know, but like we say, guys, just our opinions. Don't take it to heart. It's good to have a healthy debate. If you feel otherwise, it'd be great to hear from you and see what you think about this whole situation because it is a very interesting topic, which is all stemmed from a tweet by Gary Lineker. We will do a Talk TV 
we will happily say it. I'm not gonna not gonna say that I'll be as calm as some of the hosts on Talk TV because they are they are pros. <laughs> um, but open to it, open to have my mind opened. Probably not changed. But um, yeah, man. On to other uh, catastrophes, I guess. Bournemouth one, Liverpool nil. Is that is that right with you, Hugh? Happy to move on. That is absolutely outrageous that you've actually put Bournemouth on Liverpool nil as the first game let's get it done is, let's just get it done this is this is an outrage I can't believe how far down Arsenal is <laughs> this is this is outrageous mate this is outrageous yeah, it this was is, actually so boring it was mate, just... this is a breach of impartiality on the pod, mate, because <laughs> this is just clear as day oh mate okay fine well you know what I was going to go nice on Liverpool but let's just rinse them you guys are trash you guys are, are trash we are trash <laughs> we are actually terrible of course of course we'd follow up the greatest win we've ever had in the Premier League by losing 1-0 to Bournemouth who were basically lost and there goes all that momentum that we generated last week oh, I was feeling good last week I was like we're going to get top no, four no the feelings boom, were there just like that straight back straight back down mate almost turgid turgid performances that I've seen but it's been too many of these from Liverpool just Everyone kind of just looking at each other. Like, I don't yeah. know what the problem is, guys. Like, it's just not fair. Can't play away from home. No, it's not we're there. Just, we're just. I don't know what's up with us. Can't work it out. Don't know. Hopefully, we've got more home games. But our next fixtures don't look very good. But Arsenal, no. City, Chelsea, Real Madrid is our next four fixtures in some order. Um, Bloody hell! Can probably realistically see us maybe maybe get three points against Chelsea potentially although they're looking quite good again but well they're coming up so that's the worry isn't it I mean it's just we said it last week like you have to capitalise on that 7-0 win ride that wave put a run together yeah. at least beat Bournemouth bro yeah like, any wave 1-0 doesn't matter just any any you fumped a 9-0 Anfield like that's not, the, I'm not even trying to talk down on Bournemouth but that's the saddest no, part. You're not on top four. You just got to win these games. Right? We both got three points. Bournemouth get three points, and Liverpool get three points this season. A one nil and a nine nil. They were all the same. Mm. It's just so hard. I mean, it was a good goal from Bournemouth, and they're good at that. They're good on the break. And yeah, I don't know, dude. Your defence, VVD. There's question marks on VVD now. He's not looks like good. he's not committing fully anymore, no. like he did pre-injury, and that's fair enough. It's going to take time, but he doesn't look Trent like Trent has. He backs himself sorry, yeah. anymore. It looks like nah. BBD's not 100% comfortable with something. Maybe he's carrying an injury. Maybe they're all carrying something. We, you know, who just, knows? I want to put it down just fatigue. Like, you can't... I don't think a Liverpool team, especially how intense they play, like, I don't think that's sustainable over a long period. Maybe this is just, you know, like, it's the, it's the end of a cycle quite... I mean, it's an old team now. It's, a, yeah. it's, not hard, it's, it's not a bad argument to say maybe it is just the end of a cycle as good as these players may go on to be in different leagues in isolation but together as a team they, I don't think they can they can perform to what Klopp wants them to be anymore it's, it's going to be a big summer because FSG aren't selling and it's, know, like, it's all to play for for top four but not like this mate you can't it's play going to be a lot of noise of FSG and then we're going to end up with a couple of loan signings um, a last minute a last minute wheel, like wheel deal for maybe like oh I don't know maybe Mason Mount that actually wouldn't be that bad you know what I mean? But Jude, I, I know FSG. I know FSG. They they make a lot of noise in the build up to every summer, and there was one summer where we didn't actually sign anyone, and we needed mm. to. That we needed a midfielder three seasons ago, I think. We didn't sign yeah. anyone. Well, that's um, why Jude seems like an obvious one, but I'm open to have my, you know, to be surprised, but yeah, 
we just don't have uh, players to sell this time around apart from like Salah and I don't love the idea of selling Salah still even if he did miss a penalty in this game you know when it's not your day Let's it's not your day because he proper shanked that I mean I'll be honest I feel like it was just this it was a very very soft penalty I'm surprised it was given the inconsistency of referees as well I've just realised that was our first penalty of the season we missed it <laughs> Yeah, it was awful. Awful oh, pen. We don't deserve penalties. We've got to behave like that. That's why we. I think, as you, as you say, like when it's not your day, it's not your day, and it just wasn't Liverpool's day. But it's just so surprising after a seven nil. I know that you just go back to that absolutely shambolic play. I want to talk about Trent because I was thinking about Trent, just how much he's dropped off, or looks like he's dropped off to, to quote Michael Richards, bursting onto the scene. <laughs> Barcelona four nil Trent compared to this version of Trent. It's like he, he looks like he's asleep like far too often that's a real issue that I do have with him he just doesn't seem that arsed I don't really know what's up with him I don't know now why he doesn't do like and you know I'm talking as an armchair fan so maybe it's just clearly not possible but the way that Zinchenko comes inside when we've got the ball into a midfielder yeah. I don't, has it got to the point where Trent needs to just do that you can't just have him on the right wing getting, getting burnt every time something's got to change now and it's just wild mate I actually think you need a really competent right back to challenge him all the way and he needs to come out of the team for a bit we could have specialists we could have one who's we could have the polar opposites we could have Wambasaka and Trent and we're just depending on how the game's going we just can't you just need an option don't you you just need need an option for when he's getting burnt like remember when Ben White we played Man United and he was just getting rinsed by Rashford they brought Tommy Asu on you know at least it's just like there's, so just, there's, there's, there's depth there's just no one for Trent there hasn't been anyone for Trent for like ever ever since he actually he's played well team. he played well against Manchester United as well everyone did it was a perfect storm but he, he's not attacking as much he's trying to defend more which is good I rate that but now he's defend bro now yeah so. look things can turn around very quickly Manchester United look terrible now they look good things can turn around very quickly it's all through the prism of current form but at some point we'll stop being shit. This can't be permanent. Yeah. It's just a shame because you've got Madrid now and then I think is it FA... Are you still in the FA Cup? Maybe not. Uh, nah, we're out. We're out. Yeah. God. Do you play again after Madrid? I is there another fixture before the international break? I don't even know, you know. We might have a little break <laughs> now. All I know is break, to be fair. we need a break, yeah. 100%. Yeah, so your full match got postponed, so that's it now. That's it. You got Madrid next week, and then it's you won't play to April. Shit, City. <laughs> wow. Oi, listen. Do it. Oh, do us. We're gonna thing. go to you the pub. Yeah, Please. We'll go to the pub again. Look, we are gonna lose five 0 for sure. But let's go to the pub and let's see what happens. Maybe let's try Amen. a different pub because uh, that pub doesn't work well for me. I've watched Champions League final yeah, there, five two against Real Madrid. Cursed. <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. Let's find another. Let's find another pub. Let's yeah. break the superstition. Okay. Um, word of Bournemouth, good win for oh, them, okay. isn't it? Good win. I just want it's to a, say, like, it's a very good win. Um, they moved it's out. A big win on Saturday night. They moved out of the relegation zone for the first time in what feels like a very long time. And these bonus points against teams where you've kind of penciled in best case draw probably at the start of the season. You know, you kind of calculate where you think you're going to get the points. It's crucial. Mm. And I had a look. Bournemouth mate are three points behind Crystal Palace who I said are I definitely know, safe 
<laughs> I know, mate. I know. And it, they, so... this is what it's like. There's five points between 20th and 12th. Like any any team of those lot, because Palace are in an absolute rut. Don't be mistaken. They are at risk. So yeah. So I'm looking at it now, and I'm yeah. like, Bournemouth. Bournemouth can get out of this. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Bournemouth finish like 14th comfortably. Anyone's game at this point down there, and oh, it's, it's actually so zesty. Wild. It's so zesty because every team, like, there's so much to fight for. No team has given up. There's no easy points, like as, you, as as Liverpool found out in this game. So, nah, well, yeah. Liverpool are easy points sometimes. I challenge that. But Bournemouth Liverpool, deserved it. They actually played really well. They Bournemouth did, always they play did. well. It's just usually they're not. They don't have enough quality. But yeah, they had more than enough. Bit of luck with the penalty, Dominique. but. I respect it. They battled hard. They rode their luck, and they deserved it. Yeah. Other than the penalty, really, didn't create too much, so can't really argue. Now let's, as you let's, as you say, move on. Leicester one, Chelsea three. Three games now for Potter, including that win in the Champions League against Dortmund. Yeah. Are we seeing the green shoots of the Potter project? I was going to try and do a Harry Potter joke there, but I just no, I'm not there. I'm not there. No, not um, the ball, are you? I can see it in your face. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> going through the motions here. Um, it was a good win for Chelsea, though, wasn't it? Some good goals. They also looked quite susceptible. Still, I feel like on a on a different day, Leicester could have actually been in that game and actually done something. Yes, I'd agree with that. I mean, the first goal, right? Good goal for Chilwell. Not sure why he was on the right hand side, but I, I guess know where you're going with this already. Maybe he was taking the corner, but oh my days, that should never be a goal. Okay. No, Danny Ward Danny that. Ward has not been very good this season I think Leicester have really made their lives more difficult by sticking with him because they have another goalie who's at least the same so surely he's worth a try at some point um, but yeah shouldn't have got rid of Dan- Danny-, Danny Ward spent an awful long time shouting at his defenders and got distracted in all the gesticulating and just yeah just let it in near post yeah, it wasn't that hard it wasn't that accurate it wasn't that close it was pretty accurate though it was a good it was a good hit on the volley because it was coming from high up for Chilwell to be fair but no, Danny Ward suffers from it was good for him it was good for Chilwell but that was eminently savable like I mean it's if, disappointing well, for him you'd be disappointed if like Ramsdale let that in but you know it, it happens you know I'm not going to slate him too much it's just that he suffers from the same thing that Kepa suffers from which is just slightly small arms so mm. those long distance shots it's a problem Pickford we're thinking of that France quarter final oh don't his yeah, little T-Rex exactly. arms exactly. barely get him above his head you know he's like please yeah. but you're right he should be saving that near post he should be yes however um, Danny yeah I'm just going to say forget about it I think we should say some nice things about Chelsea because I spoke to a long time friend of the pod Joe Doherty yesterday and he was saying I hope you're going to say something nice for a change and you know what mate we are just for you Joe have mm. uh, a I get it I saw it I understood it I was like I think I understand Havertz for once probably won't next week because he's an enigma but I get it his goal was amazing like the little volley dink he's Berbatov I get it now he's a Berbatov player he looks like he's a raw Berbatov isn't he yeah he's silky sometimes looks lazy sometimes looks a little like unengaged in the game but he can just do things that other people can't I get it now I get it he is the definition of languid yes just a bit of a well, you know when they use all those words like languid mercurial just all yeah. these like, what they really mean is words. doesn't run enough in English that's yeah. what people are really Basi- saying yeah basically just like and he actually might blur that runs I bet the stats yeah. say that he actually does do a lot of running 
he's just got that unfortunate he thing just where he just floats like he does yeah. I think my favourite aspect of Havertz is just how much of a shithouse he is like he never backs down from a little scuffle like I, I think on the mental side of things he's up there with Diego Costa he just needs to, yeah he just needs to get that ruthlessness in his game imagine if he was just ruthless in front of goal as well like how many times is he just like you know squared up to to defenders or just being the like aggressor for a second true. just to like have a little pop like he's true, not afraid true. for a young lad and I love that I'm thinking of the League Cup final where, he, where him and Trent had a lovely little scuff on the sideline which started a little brawl and that just, I live for those moments in football mate that pure tribalism <laughs> just the blood the glorious is, it means more I do rate it he's got no right as well which means it's just all wind up you know it's just a wind up match really. yeah man yeah if man he, if he like, bulks up I mean realistically unfortunately for him his destiny is probably to go to Bayern go through the uh, Goretzka transformation where he goes from sort of pretty skinny teenager to like absolute unit in six months and then it becomes world beater feel like that's his destiny oh, I don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens if Chelsea don't qualify for Champions League this year which they're really not looking like they will but yeah, stranger things have happened stranger things have happened so let's see yeah um, I think we sh- the third goal right we should talk about the third goal as well yeah it's Kovacic mate he had captain's armband I think that's a good decision I could see that long term be the captain I don't even know who was the captain before if I'm honest I guess Thiago Silva that's pretty better so they kind of need someone who's actually mm. going to play every game and Kovacic mate he's been around he's been, been around, around for a while Chelsea I think he's what 28 yeah. now maybe he's played yeah, for Inter he's played for Real Madrid played for Chelsea he's no joke he's a good player he's definitely underrated he's a really good player. and he doesn't yeah. seem to score normal goals he only scores absolute worldies and he's just done it again I don't even know I don't think I've ever seen a goal like this because he's no, like he kind of hooks it doesn't he under pressure sort of decanio shimmy you know one legged and the other but then also hits it like with the side of his foot like Matoma super weird super good he's just a baller isn't he he's an absolute baller sorry mate the cat is trying so hard to jump on my lap and I've just got my arms out as barriers I don't see anything like it you it's just it right like, it's like it's like the great escape she's just like this dodging <laughs> around bobbing and weaving mate this is amazing oh my god she's found a different route this is a joke right listeners I'm sorry she's basically a co-host at this point isn't she mascot 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 here she is just ruining everything yeah as she does classic but it, well, yeah it was a brilliant goal and you know who got the assist yeah, mate. 006. 006. Which actually really suits him because 006 was played by, if I'm not mistaken, a bastard. What's his name? The guy that plays Boromir. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. I was going to say Sean Bean, but then I just thought Mr. Bean. Yeah, Sean Bean is um is uh, 006 in James Bond world. I, mean, I can see Madrick as a, as a bit of a villain. Oh, what he a, turns into the villain what a turncoat because he turned his back on t- Arsenal yeah. that's where you go with this, isn't it <laughs> oh I know but that was much better than what I was on about <laughs> fuck yeah no I, my heart still hurts it actually does hurt I really wish we did sign Madrick but um, he avoided, avoided the it, 007 he's avoided this is, a, this is a, a new phenomenon really yeah. there's no 007 back in my day but God, there's a big pressure now if you're a big money signer coming to this league. Literally. So, yeah, <laughs> just listen, in case you're unaware, it means in seven games, in the first seven games, they contributed no goals or assists, basically. So that's a double O, seven. And the current holder of this is uh, Jane Sancho, which is why... That's uh, right. I guess that's why it's becoming so popular and so much pressure, because Man United fans are just dying for someone else to take over the mantle. 
<laughs> uh, I mean, he was a good target. Uh, apparently, Mudrick is quite an emotional fella, and we already know from the saga that he's active. He's active on on Instagram. He'll have seen it. He'll he'll have seen it. He will have seen it. So and he's had a few games you know, out like, as well. Respect. You know, yeah. this this was it. He had a couple games, a couple of weeks to get his head like head ready. And I'll be honest. No, I respect it. The assist was one of them where it's it's all about it's all about like Kovacic. It's not about the ball at all. Kovacic has just mm. does, done something extraordinary. Um, but you'll take. Oh, it, you mate. just headed it, headed it back into the mix, but it doesn't matter, does it? You'll take it. Poor guy, thought he scored as well. Did the Drogba celebration earlier in the game, didn't he? Poor lad. Can't catch a break. Right for him. Can't catch a break, mate. But it's positive. It's positive for Chelsea. Chelsea um, looking good now. It's all coming together. Good. There's yeah. a lot of players that cut out. They they do not like Mason Mount anymore. He seems to be frozen out. I think it's end game for him now. Fans are turning on him a bit. Some of them. And I yeah, I'd like to think that's like a memes. small minority of Chelsea fans though. Just the vocal Twitter so. cunts. You know what I mean? Like, but I I just can't see why anyone wouldn't get behind him. I mean, he was their best player for least the season and a half from what I remember it's homegrown mm. he's one of the best single no, players out there I like, agree I know you've got a production line but come on like he's the best prospect to come out of that academy recently alongside Reese James so yeah, just, there's a, just chill out the argument is is that they haven't quite earned um, they haven't quite offered the same terms as Reese James and Mason Mount's argument is we should be on parity at least is yeah. his point is like if you value me, you should value me as much as Reese James, and a lot of Chelsea fans won't. But you've got to think Mason Mount's been available. He's been available for pretty much the whole three years. He's been in the first team. Reese James has been in and out. He's a good player, Reese James. But I, if I was Mason Mount, I'd probably, I'd probably do the same. I'd probably do the same. Point, so here actually. we are. At That's the a great off. point. Yeah. In terms of you know game per wage ratio, gonna get way more mm. amount. Much better deal. Yeah. And the I, I reckon like the the drop off was always coming. Like he has played every game for England, for Chelsea, three years, assisted for the Champions League final winning goal. I mean, he's an academy boy. It's it's just and he's I, always picked. I truly by every manager, which means he's, by every manager, he's versatile, he's hardworking, he's tactically very like he's very he's very good. He's just a very good player. He suffers from yeah. being too good at too many things. You know, like that's what I, I truly believe that he should stay. To be honest, it'd be wrong to see him in any other colours, and it'd be a damn shame. I would take him at Liverpool with Hartley and I hope we can make that happen because I think it's it will happen I reckon I, I think actually think great. there's more chance of him leaving because unfortunately this, this vocal minority on Twitter are tend to there's, there's not many people praising Mount in his defence but I think they're just not on Twitter the ones that actually rate Mount you know and like, I've seen well, videos of him yeah, he's, so just he's always the one to he's, he's always the one to go and applaud home fans and away fans lad. first he's you know a great I mean? he gets it so it's weird mate Anyway, yeah, let's move. Leicester, I wanted to say that, you know, three wins on the bounce for Chelsea. Mm. They started 10th and they've uh, jumped up the table to 10th. So there you go, Wesley. There's something nice for you <laughs> right at the end of that segment. <laughs> so rude. That's so unnecessary. <laughs> uh, it makes it even worse that I had to stop you as well so I could slip that in. <laughs> it didn't mean to be so brutal, always, but it's true. You guys are absolutely gashed still this season. Now. It feels good. It feels good. We've almost got double your points, Joe. So, how you feel? Tell me how you feel. <laughs> okay. Well, it. I was going to say something about Leicester, but we're running out of time. Leicester have the same number of points as Bournemouth. Let that sink in, listener. Leicester and Bournemouth have the same points. I think that's five losses on the bounce for Leicester, to be fair. And it's just... 
I think they've I don't know if they, have they even won they've won maybe one game in 2023 so far yeah it's they're it's, going it's troubling they're, it's troubling they're, they're sinking now they'll turn it around Inc. at some point but yeah. they're yeah they're strokes they it's, could really go down but then mate we say this about every team that loses and it looks like the worst and can you imagine the fire is, sale though this, this would actually be juicy oh. as a fire sale God, like James yeah. Madison the bidding they'd still get at least 70 mil for him so much straight interest. to Newcastle Newcastle Tottenham I'll take him before again and a, a, a midfielder <laughs> yes please mate, no he's not the midfielder you need though is he I'll take anybody literally mm. oh, I couldn't see Madison playing your kind of football I just don't nah, see it but. he'd be he'd be all like Coutinho you know we'd make it work but maybe he's not built for it anyway yeah. Should we, should we try and do one more before the break? Yeah, go on then. It's going to be a longer one today because of Gary Lineker. Bloody so Gary Lineker ruining so it. So selfish of him. But everyone's, you know, everyone's a bit short-changed in England with lack of football coverage, so you're welcome, listener. A little bit extra for you. Mm. Uh, Leeds 2, Brighton 2. Very enjoyable. Just a very enjoyable game, really. I think both teams will be quite happy with a 2-2, personally. Um Brighton mate are slipping a little bit in terms of the form like we're giving them a lot of credit and some wonderful goals again I'm thinking of McAllister's in particular just like oh, so such nice. good football though such good football but they have stagnated somewhat since the turn of the year and yeah it's getting tight it's getting tight for those fight for the Euro- Europa Conference League for sure getting very tight now that's the tough part all of that good work can go undone if they just don't win for like five games just slide down mm. to eighth it's Bits, so tight yeah exactly across the board there's just a big divide really isn't there it's like the top nine and then just Villa and whoever in the middle Villa and Chelsea I think in the middle and then everyone else the is thing in the battle yeah it, it cuts off at the 11th for Villa there's an eight point gap it's crazy I actually love the way that the league is shaping up this year for obvious reasons but relegation is so interesting and so many teams aspiring for Europe that it's so competitive man it's just great but I do worry a little bit for Brighton. The drop-off was inevitable, but how oh, can he turn it around? He doesn't need to turn it around, mate. Like, it's his first season, he came in mid-season. If there's a slump, isn't he allowed a slump? Don't most people say... Well, that is true. You can't I think judge him on a just... mid, mid-season takeover. I mean, possibly yeah. that excuse. <laughs> Many people get that excuse, and he's just come in and started smashing it, so cut him some slack. You know what it is? He's set such high standards, and so is Brighton as a club in terms of their recruitment, that you're almost just like looking at them as an elite team but actually you're right they're overachieving a lot this season it's just that they've normalised overachieving for me so I'm going to yeah. take a step back Bright fans I'm sorry it's true he's still doing really well and actually if he wins all of his games in hand on, New- on Tottenham they go to fourth yeah which is well above that, <laughs> that is, is, that is way to too that. above so yeah. I don't know anything there you go um, another assist for Matoma love Matoma he's so good mm. McAllister He's just adding like five mil every week at the moment to his price tag. He's going for seventy mil in summer, probably to Arsenal. Feels right to me. Oh, he's gosh. Oh, God. I don't know. I feel six like six mil or seven mil. For fuck's sake. One more season at Brighton, probably. See if he can do it. Nah, and they then... do. They do one big sale every summer. I think it's him. Now that Casado's got a new exciting. contract. Yeah, true. It's too exciting for Brighton to let go, though. He's becoming their marquee player. You know what I mean? What do they say in America? Franchise player. Mm, that's true. But if you sell him in the summer, World Cup winner, that's the peak of his price, I reckon. And they're smart. Oh, you talk about McAllister? Yeah, McAllister. Ah, uh, right, right, right. Thought we were my oh, yeah, definitely send McAllister. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%.
Leicester is going to go to Arsenal. That's my hot take for a very large Arsenal. amount of money. Nah, I reckon Declan Rice is going to be our, our midfield signing. Mm. I actually happily put a bet on that. McAllister, oh, it wouldn't even surprise me if he went to like Madrid or Barcelona or PSG. Like we're talking big clubs. Just oh, Barcelona him. wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if anyone went to Barcelona at the moment. Well, we're coursed, you know. True. I can see him at Barcelona realistically. True. Anyone. True. He's a slippery slope at Barcelona these days, but. Hundred um, percent. It's just he's damn good. Stuff. He's good. Matoma's great. Love Matoma. Why does he play for Liverpool? Sad. Sad for me. But. <laughs> Gonna go early with the Tyro Mings Award this week. I think it has to go to Jack Harrison, who scored, assisted, I and scored so. an own goal all in one game. What a masterclass! I noticed does him. Me, me, me. Doesn't it? It does. It's very selfish. Mm, and very you know what? <laughs> it was a great own goal, and it was a great goal. Like he was just really good and really bad, all in just one big. I don't know how you mark that: a goal, assist, and an own goal. Give that eight out of ten. I still? guess that just that, that balances you down to like what you started on, doesn't it? What just an assist? Like one for one. Well, essentially, like he's nullified his efforts, hasn't he? By by scoring and also conceding. But actually, looking at the order of it, he did yeah. score an own goal first and then redeemed it. So therefore, I think he goes back yeah, up higher. He goes up higher than if it was the other way around. Eight out of ten performance. Z- hero, no zero to hero as opposed to hero to zero. So yes. fair play, fair exactly. play, Jack. Love it's all about the order good work um, good right. point for Leeds yep is it yeah it is against it is against Brighton isn't it it's not it, enough though look at them languishing in 19th now and yeah but they are only oh. one point out from being fine it's so tight yeah, no. they're all it's of so oh tight. God, they've all played the same games basically as well it's just nuts isn't it it's nuts Jesus. anyone's game so, Jesus yeah there you go there you go I've got no analysis on it because I wouldn't want to call it no. imagine if someone had a gun to your head and was like right which three teams are going to get relegated and it's just like oh, who would you choose e- Everton aren't going down I'm, I'm going to put my neck out and put my so faith in Sean cool, Dyche okay, okay. I, I, I agree to be honest and very Sean Dyche performance from Everton this, in this round of fixtures which we'll come on to yeah. I like to think Forest is I think Wolves are safe I, I think, think Wolves are safe yeah I think the current incumbents are the favourites, but Leicester and West Ham wouldn't shock me at all. Just don't know. Yeah. I Even think West Palace, Ham would mate, pull the trigger. Literally haven't won. In, You're right, actually. Maybe, they definitely haven't won this calendar year. So I've got some great stuff oh. about Palace. So right, let's take a break and then let's come back and talk about this more. football podcast wow that was a long one wasn't it wow we've got so many games to go and we're going to keep it brief alright just disclaimer there now Jack's put Tottenham next but that is just like levels of disrespect I can't believe he's put Tottenham Forest over Arsenal Fulham so we're just actually going to skip that and I'm going to change the order so Fulham nil, Arsenal 3 massive one this one massive one this one Jack answer for your crimes how how, how could what you I would say Conte is above Arteta ball I've, I've ordered this based on whether it's interesting and Arsenal just winning and then strolling second half it's very Man City and so it was a compliment it was a compliment no hold up 
you've done this about interesting and you actually put Bournemouth 1 Liverpool 0 first of the whole pod it's, it's interesting everything else wasn't not, interesting it's, it's only interesting to you no one cares about <laughs> Bournemouth mate, Liverpool after a 7-0 <laughs> win over Man United to lose yeah it's interesting it's embarrassing nah, 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 admittedly I've got no uh, no more anger to give I think I'm just I'm apathetic oh, but we have actually swapped how we feel as supporters though listen chosen football clubs right it is what it is. But anyway, it's a compliment. Arsenal just routinely beating Fulham. Not even that big a deal. It was won by half time. I just think that's a compliment that you're down here. Because so we just expect ru- it. What Hold up. Tottenham routinely beating Nottingham Forest at home is somehow more interesting than Arsenal yes. going to Fulham away Tottenham, and winning 3-0. Tottenham winning what? comfortably doesn't you know happen what? very often. You know what? I'm actually... We're just not even going to do Tottenham. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. We're not even, <laughs> even going to do Tottenham. We're just going to skip Tottenham because, I, because you said that. So Tottenham fans... Blame Jack because that is outrageous, right? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Not having it. We're gonna go with Fulham. Here we go. Right. Wow. 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 I, I didn't want to be. Th- I didn't want to be this fired up for this bit. I wanted to be happy for this bit, mate. So I hope you're happy. <laughs> I hope you're having a sad little life. <laughs> Look, mate, it was uh, just a boring game, really, for the neutral. Arsenal. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm over. I reckon we should just move on. To be honest. Oh my we god. Just, just, mate. Let's just go to our favourite team, Man City. <laughs> Yeah, let's just let's keep. I mean, look, this is because that is most interesting. You just Man City now, you know. It's just oh, another win. What else can we say? Arsenal play good football. Man, that is the biggest compliment that can be paid. That's what I'm trying to say. That's, That's why you're grouped together. Boring look winners. What did you say last week? That's why no one wants us to win because they're actually they're agitated. They're like, why are Arsenal? I am agitated. So I can see it. I can see it. Why are we playing so well? Because Jack, this could have been six 0 if you watched it, and we were playing some of the most samba football I think I've ever seen. Martin Odegaard was making people Partey turned into like bloody Zidane you know just like Cruyff turning three players it's just like champagne stuff mate and I don't know I'm sick of it I'm sick of watching all this lovely <laughs> football you know you just spend all this money buying all these good players like it's just cheating really you know it's too easy mate our way you know this Trossard guy I knew, who's, I knew it, who's this Trossard guy you know I knew it was coming. big money signing right. cheating buying and buying Brighton's best player our wage expenditure is the lowest of the top six Say yeah, nothing. no, I'm joking because your team is actually nothing. so sick and uh, it's also really young. It's annoying because they're already too good. They're, they're two yeah. years ahead of where they should be, which means in two years they're either going to be best team in England or this is just a weird purple patch and they're going to revert, but makes me I think sick. it is a purple patch at the moment. It'll be interesting. Um, but this is the 100th win for Arteta, quicker than Fergie and Wenger. Admittedly, I think that's bumped up by Europa League somewhat, but... Yes, that's the optics are good, mate. The optics are really good at the moment, and oh, mate, you know, I think it's supposed to be a hard game. This one, exactly, it was meant to be a hard game. It was just comfy. I was worried, so comfy. comfy. It was done. They just overwhelmed the first half. Yeah, you decided three nils enough. Should we rest, boys? Should we rest on the ball? You know what it was. Odegaard's goal was so clinical for the third just before half time that I think that was just like that was the end obviously the third goal going in even in the Premier League that's about your team is so good at football you are so Arsenal right now like you've got the press of Liverpool but like the play of City you don't have De Bruyne so that makes everything worse because if you added De Bruyne you'd actually be unreal but got Odegaard mate I think he's up there now I think they've got the same output in terms of goals and assists this season which is it's just relentless though it's just like you like clear the ball and it's back already in your face I don't know how Arsenal have so much energy but well you know what it's been a long time coming we've always wanted to play through the press and this was a perfect example of how we want to play and 
You know, I want to talk about him because he's not spoken about enough. But Gabriel is fast becoming one of the best centre backs in the Premier League. Hot take, hot take. Gabriel is in better form than VVD in the left-sided centre back role. In fact, there's not even an argument. There's not even an argument. You could literally pick any centre back in the Premier League. But there you go. Gabriel is literally, I'd say, one of the best left side, the best. Better than Sandro Martinez. Up there with Ruben Diaz right now in terms of form. I'm not going to say he's better than Ruben Diaz. There is a dearth of good centre-backs, so he's actually probably in the top 20 best centre-backs in the world, if not more. There's just not that many good centre-backs, realistically. So, why not? Why not, eh? <laughs> you don't want to talk about this at all. <laughs> Damn, I'm over it, you know, whatever. Oh. Fine, you know what, we'll skip this because we've got time, but there's one more thing which I think you will like. Did you see the team photo after the game in the dressing room with the clock? Yeah, I didn't understand it. Tell me what you think it means. So, Trust the process, maybe? For listeners, the position of the clock was the big hand was on 5.55. How do you explain that? 5 to the hour, and then the little hand was was to 2. So the time on the on the clock was five to two. If you're listening to Jeremy, that makes no sense to you because you do it the other way. But what do you think that could mean, Jack? So the little hammer's on eleven. The little hammer's on two. They're the key points. This is a bit of the you know this is a little bit of the Arteta heart and brain fucking whiteboard shit. You know this is a little bit of his his I mean, maverick managerial tactics coming in. Okay, know. so eleven represents the eleven games left, and the two is two months left of the season oh. so he's, he's, they're basically doing a little countdown because every game's a final and it's interesting isn't it it's interesting because it looks like they're all buying in you know oh, does it help alleviate the pressure a little bit you know um, all I don't these know, things me, can backfire any time but he can do no wrong right now and if that's what his gut tells him to do that he for some reason needs to publicise <laughs> that there's 11 games left and they're all cup finals fine do it yeah, no, yeah. You're so bitter, you know. I just can't believe this. I can't believe this. I know. actually am. I'm surprised I'm bitter. I'm actually pissed I off. Can see how Do you know what it is? Like I've got, like got my hopes up. I've got my hopes up after being Man United. I thought this season's going to be alright. And then we just lose to Bournemouth, and I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. Just let it end. Just oh, put us down man. already. Just, oh, just let us go. God, this is going to be a long segment, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to carry this because Jack is not having it today. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Trossard? I enjoy Trossard. Okay, um, yeah. Trossard maybe replaced Santi Cazorla, the first player ever to get a hat-trick of assists in the first half in the Premier League. What a bullshit stat that is, but it's worth chucking in. That's the incredible yeah. stat, to be fair. This false nine, mate, it's a revelation. Regenerated your attack. It's working well. It's really him. clever, actually. Really impressive, because like, he'll just overload in the right areas. Cause he's not bound yeah. to the centre forward role so like he did it on the left-hand side for the first half and you see him on the right-hand oh, side popping up. It's just chaos, isn't it? You've just got like peak Firmino right now, just slotting in, selflessly making mm. space for everyone around him, and it's it's amazing. One goal, five assists now since he joined the Gunners. I That's actually mad, have, to be fair. Maybe the best January signing. Yeah, we might have got lucky with that one. In terms of what you needed right now, he's obviously evidently. Yeah, I feel like oh, I, I know what you're gonna say. But I feel like if Mudrick enjoyed just the environment it would have been there for him like Mikhailo if you're listening bro it's not too late you know I know you signed a nine year contract but <laughs> it's, not too, it's not too late it's not too late when he's, you know, when you he's can, 31 he'll be like right I'm ready I'm you know ready what I mean? 
we can start doing the free Mudrick hashtag again. We can do this <laughs> as an Arsenal fan base. Like, you know, like, there's still space for it. But anyway, we're going to move on to Crystal Palace nil, Manchester City one. We actually are just going to skip Tottenham because fuck you, right? Fuck you. That's what you get for being better. You know, this is it. This is it. No, no, no problem for me, mate. I think Tottenham wouldn't mind a week off, to be honest. Like, <laughs> they just... actually won this week. <laughs> <laughs> they actually won. Um, I feel a bit bad now for Tottenham. Nah, it's oh, done. Wow. It's done. It's done. It's done. I've looked. I've looked at the data. I can't see anyone from from Tottenham. <laughs> I don't know what am I saying. Let's just talk about Crystal Palace, Manchester City. It was so obvious, you know. And Crystal Palace did so well for so long. It was so it defensive. Have been a yes, skin. it's a banana skin game. It's always it a banana skin game. And they're and a bogey like team for City. Again. I know. They didn't have a shot, admittedly. I think they had maybe twenty-seven percent possession, but that's not the point. They almost got the point. Yes, a moment of madness from Aliso, and it's just inevitable from there. It's boring. That's more boring than Arsenal actually playing some good football away from home. Yeah, like that's, that. that's why it's, that's why it's uh, slightly behind Arsenal. <laughs> that's why it's ever it? so slightly behind. And you know, I am bitter about this, and I, I'm just going to say it out front because City just relentless. They're just going to do this, aren't they? Like, they're still going to win games. They just got to win as well. But I just still yeah, think, oh, I just, I just don't know. No, they were gifted this. It was a, such a dumb penalty. Yeah, um, he just left his leg out, didn't he? There's no it need. Just, it's just, I don't know. It just smacks of someone who his head wasn't in the game at all. Like maybe he was thinking about ultimate team, or maybe, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know when someone just looks like they're just but not there. They're just not asked. He's like, I really should have. I really should have transferred in Salah last week. You know, he was yeah, in form. He did switch money. off. It comes from a corner and everything. It's just so annoying. But he's young, and these things happen. And yeah, I mean, there really isn't actually a lot to say about this. Manchester City were dominant without really penetrating. There were some brilliant saves from from Guaita, yeah. the uh, the Palace goalkeeper, actually. To be fair, brilliant, brilliant saves. But yeah, you know, well, the, you the real the real test comes after the international break when City play Liverpool. It's when the pressure gets on. Then we've got City. Then we've got Liverpool. Like this yeah. is where this is where it's things get real spicy. It's it's like a game of chess now, just back and forth between Arsenal and Man City. It's just, 100%. I mean, they every time they get a win, I always worry about Arsenal, and then they just prove me, prove me wrong, and they're like, "Why are you worrying? Why are you worrying? It's three 0 already. Don't worry about it." So it's pretty good. But here's my uh, here's my stat for you: Crystal Palace have had zero shots on target in their last three games. It's that is just record. woeful. That is woeful, isn't it? That's unbelievable. They don't have a focal bad. point, but. Questions have to be asked to Patrick Vieira, and God knows I love him, but it's not good enough. It's no. not good enough. Like they should have a squad that that should be scoring at least. It's not like in they don't have the, the, uh, the personnel. In the iconic words of Michael Owen, if you don't shoot, you don't score goals. <laughs> and it's yeah. never been truer than with uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, you don't shoot, you don't score. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Unless Jack Harrison's in the team, then you might score. Facts. 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 Or without fires, then you might get a nice 2 0 win. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Goodness me. What a, we didn't what even a touch player. on the fact that he got sent off this weekend. He's having quite a roller coaster season. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Like roll guy. I don't think it was a red card personally, but it's too late now. So, anyway, Newcastle I can't 2. Remember it. Wolverhampton Wanderers 1. Yeah, well done, Newcastle. They were flagging right, a little bit. It? Needed this. Needed this. Big time. I think the most interesting thing is that they actually conceded. Yes, I agree. Although it was just a weird, calamitous chain of events that involved <laughs> just really slipping over. 
and then yeah, just just Fang was like, all right then, I'll just I'll just tap this ball in then. Yeah, so <laughs> just it was. Yeah, it was it was one of them that that's the kind of goal that Wolves are capable of, just non-repeatable, never going to happen again. Just a big slice of luck or a worldie from Ruben Neves. And you know why that's happened is it's because we called him the greatest, the greatest, <laughs> the best right back in the, in the league this year. He must have got to be a crusade. It's just, it's just sent him west. He's just, he's proper slipped as well. Who should it's we curse awful. next? Like, who actually should we curse next? Who should we praise? Who can we praise? Who deserves a curse? Do you know what? I have to say, Newcastle played really well this game. I really enjoyed them. Almiron was really good. Isaac nice. was really good. Um, they both scored. Trippier got an assist. What a great player he is. Um, so yeah, long may that continue. Nice, nice, nice. Spirits hear us. <laughs> Pray. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, oh, I don't know. There's not a lot to say about this game. There's just very nah. compact Newcastle. That I will. I will give you an interesting talking point. In fact, we'll deal Go with on. the non-interesting talking point first. Miggy Aaron scored another good goal. Sick one-two. Sick goal. He's done it again. And I rate that. off the bench as well. Off the off bench. bench. Maybe and just needed a break. I did have to double take that he really is 29 because I remember you said it and it shocked me to my core what? because he's 29 what? I didn't say that yeah. no oh. he's not he's 29 it's fucking I'm weird not. isn't it? no he's not can't be he can't be which means that he's 29 he's older than me what the shit Almiron is like basically what? one year younger than Salah it's just it's just weird things like that he's like two years younger than Hent. it just doesn't sit well with me because he's I don't like that he's I thought he was me. like you know he's, 24 he's almost the same age as Theo Walcott and that doesn't sit well with me okay, well, we might just have to end the pod there thank you guys yeah. for listening we'll catch you next week intro outro music Lego. Music. Yeah, that's that's actually stressful. That's 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 it's weird, isn't it? That's weird, isn't it? It's freaky. So but really, not... maybe he's just in the prime of his life, and I think this is, yeah, this is the ceiling. This is it. This is that that peak. This is the ceiling. And then it, he'll get his new contract, or he's got his new contract. Slow decline next season, and then trying to sell him to Turkey in uh, two years' time. Oh my god! Sorry, <laughs> I just. I just... <laughs> Just Google Almiron. You know where they have the the people also ask section. Yeah. The first one is what's Almiron in the Inbetweeners movie? <laughs> Newcastle United's new records signing Almiron has come a long way since starring in the Inbetweeners movie. <laughs> what the hell? Oh man. Oh Mickey, like what is going on? We need to get Mickey on the pods. We need to get Mickey. We need to ask him questions. He's not real. He's not a real person. I'm convinced this is not real. Hilarious, mate. Didn't he sign like a new bumper contract till like 27 or 26 or something? I think so. Wow, they've really invested a lot in a 29 year old there, isn't it? That's mad, isn't it? Especially when they've got so much money to burn. Yeah. In the summer. He was an Ashley signing, so that's all the weirder. Well, there you go. You know, we found something really interesting to talk about this Newcastle game, so like, that's really good. I'm quite happy. I think that's interesting. Get ready yeah. for this from Wolves. Oh, let's go. Here's a tactical tactical thing that I noticed with Wolves. Adama Traore was basically playing centre-back. He was playing like Thomas Partey, Fabinho role in this game. It was so weird. At times, he was the deepest 
player sitting in between the two centre-backs. It's in between Max Kilman and whoever the fuck that other guy is who signed from West Ham, who's pretty good. No, that's, that's Craig rogue. Dawson. That's proper rogue, that. That doesn't make any sense. And I didn't understand it, and I had to keep watching, so I was like, that's obviously just a phase of play thing. But no, consistently, he was in the middle of the pitch, defending the middle. I don't understand... Quite he like came that, on as a sub, so maybe it was just the like personnel thing. There was no one else, because I don't really know. Because fucking match of the day was like two minutes long, so I was trying to work it out. But my understanding is that he was some sort of deep line ball carrier. I'm thinking Joe Ellington vibes, which is very timely because you know he had the perfect role model. Because his his strength does lie in breaking. Breaking the carrying yeah, breaking the, ball that, carrying yeah, the ball from deep, yeah, breaking the lines, dragging it forward. What's so what I mean, mean? I, c- I can kind I of can see it too. I can see that, and I like that. And the pedigree's clearly just been quite clever in terms of how to use his personnel available to him, and, and just I actually like, quite like Wolves post well under the pedigree. They actually yeah, score, they try, they they're tough to beat again, and I think they'll be all right this season personally. So yeah, I'd say listener, keep an eye out for that because we might be watching the new Joe Ellington guy who has terrible numbers converted into this all action box box midfielder I'm here for it wow I'm actually really impressed we've probably put the most effort into that game so if you actually support Newcastle or Wolverhampton there you go I, I'm actually going to put ours out there and say that's the best coverage this game has got out of all the podcasts available on Spotify and other platforms 100% mate most of them wouldn't even cover that and that's why the only podcast for you listener is from the magazine and this would be a good time to plug our socials Jack take it away Yes, you might have seen us on TikTok. We're big, we're trending. But I don't know why, because we've got great content. And if you like great content as much as I do, then you'll love our TikTok channel, where it's basically this, but one minute cutouts. So probably that bit about Traore will be in there. So if you want to watch that again. If you want to re listen and actually see visuals as well, yeah. look no further than from the Backseat Football TikTok. If you there can't you get enough, then you need to see that segment ooh have I got something special for you ooh wee so there you go also potential sponsors there you go there was your 30 second slot that would happily sell to you for a very good price yeah I've been thinking about this I think moving forward we should just pick a product and just start selling it and then just send it to them oh God, and then so when their sales that's you know brilliant. just just take the initiative that is brilliant wow what's the product that feasibly could sponsor us that we, we're very passionate about selling football manager Football Manager is a great game, everyone. One of it my, is a good game. You know, a lot of people think it's just a game, but as uh, Will Stills proved, it's a lifestyle. It's a career. And it is. You know, Football Manager, we've got a special discount. It's so true. if you just get in contact with us, we'll give you £5 <laughs> off the next Football Manager. See, that could be it's you, true. Football Manager. That could, that be, could you. be you. In fact, Football Manager is so good that I lost my relationship over it. So why <laughs> wait to down? Just buy it, guys. You don't need a partner. What you need is to set your tactics for your team in 2037 to bring them up the leagues, build the stature, win competitions. All right? That's all you need in life. Thank yeah. you. That's all you need. The chemistry. Sports Interactive. Of 11 right virtual here. men. That's all you need to keep exactly. you warm at night. Do you know the thrill of buying a Georgian Wonder Kid for £900,000? Turning him to it. But do you? Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. But do you? You can have that. Football Manager 2023. They come out every year. Okay. Yeah. Enough of that. I'm, I'm glad that we skipped Tottenham just so we could do that. Really diversified. Tottenham won, well, by the way. So that's good. It's more interesting. 
seem to have just lost Hugh, which is super confusing as a podcast segment. I'm going to have to monologue for potentially quite a long time. Um, I think he's back now. Not sure what's going on. <laughs> but, uh, I was so passionate, I had to leave the meeting for a second and compose myself. But I'm back, and we're going to okay. carry on. <laughs> okay, right. Everton won. Brentford deal. This is a rogue section. This is the most rogue it's been in ages. I think we've just yeah this is this is a strange pod actually because we've got Carrie Lineker at the beginning as well so so two ends of the spectrum right now but this is let's go back to the football Everton won Brentford nil most Sean Dyche performance I've ever seen and it's effective I'm just gonna put it out there it's bloody effective and it's happened again did anyone ever doubt it wouldn't be effective if you, you certainly didn't goals and you need to stay up there's only one man for the job and that's Sean Dyche because if you score a goal in the first minute chances are you're going to need to protect that goal and Sean Dyche is the man to stop the Premier League's most informed team Brentford who are on the longest unbeaten run and they got beat by the Dyche with a 1-0 win they had 90 plus minutes to score an equaliser they couldn't do it they couldn't do it my favourite part about that is that it came in the first minute which is immediately amazing Sean Dyche my second favourite bit is that it all came from a hoof to the right wing a knockdown pass over and a big you know it, the XG was probably 0.03 for that chance yes and they the just Sean Dyche him not, not Dyche it it will never happen again that kind of goal because it was Dwight McNeil can't so score you know it no. was one in a million and it, it, it worked and then they just shot shot for the rest of the game and that was that you know Sean Dyche the Giacomo Don the Giacomo Don strikes again and I really don't it's actually a big win because Brentford Brentford are good they're a good yes. team and it's, their first it's a big win about 12 games so it's like it's a massive result for them Yep. No one else has managed to beat Brentford for nope. what feels like forever. Apart from when Lee Mason robbed us when we should have won <laughs> at the Emirates. Yes. You're going to have to let that go at some point. No. Nope. You're going to have to let nope. that go. Not this season, maybe not next. But good win for the Giacomo Don. 4 4 2 go. Yes. Who needs, who needs them? Calvin Lewin? Who needs Anthony Gordon when you've got Short a big hoof? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm quite I happy agree. to leave that there, to be honest, mate. I actually Same. quite hate to leave that there. Same. Let's get it. West Ham won. Aston Villa won. The Danny Ings derby ended 1 1. Boring. Danny Ings derby? That's what it is, isn't it? Oh my god. <laughs> so good. The claret and blue clash, yeah. So yeah. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. Come on. This and actually should be a derby in honour of Danny Ings. That's hilarious. Nothing could separate these claret and blue teams. Um it was alright really it was okay here's some cool stuff Ollie Watkins Danny Ings nemesis has scored again 6-6 six six. <laughs> who is he why does he hate working with Danny Ings so much why is he so happy now what a weird guy but so true he's so doing true. fair play 6-6 six and six. no joke he's very impressive considering yeah. how kind of turgid he was under Gerard. it's almost like Gerard was a problem which will make it all the more funny when he rocks up at mm. PSG well no we know Danny Ings was the problem that's true actually Danny Ings must there must be something there must be some red flag there just seems like such a great chap though <laughs> I know you represent him but not this again um, <laughs> what do you reckon penalty or no penalty what do you reckon it was unbelievably light so light wasn't it? it if that was anyone like if that was Kane Saka Salah Fernandez, anyone wouldn't be mm. given Oh, Saka would have been carded for that, 100%. Kane would have got it because, you know, Kane's privileged. Salah would have just done this, where he's like, no. Yeah. 
Fernand probably so, would have, you know, one two the referee and got a twelve match ban the way he's going. Yeah. So no. I'd say I don't really know how that was given and it's a return to everything's a pen, which was my favourite era of the Premier League. So my housemate was telling me and it sounds like my friend is a friend of a friend kind of story, but Mark Clattenberg sat down sat down with some sort of, some sort of platform for an interview and basically said like in the Premier League the referees kind of each referee will have a different view on what's a penalty and what's not and that's where the inconsistency lies is like the the, their perspective of what is a foul what quantifies as a foul and that's where we're seeing like the mad inconsistencies in the Premier League right now but that's stupid isn't it 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 should be clear as day for these kind of things it's like it shouldn't be subjective it is different though maybe he didn't have a great sleep last night and he actually can't see anymore could be anything maybe I mean there's a big contentious referee decision in the final game that we're covering which is going to be fun uh, but my housemate was also telling me is that they're trying to employ and be good to get your thoughts on this former professional players because they're the only ones that are actually on the other side to get into refereeing how would you feel well, about that it depends who it was imagine big John Terry putting on the well, referee's kit <laughs> that would be so good I would love that Chelsea oh. score a controversial winner he just whips his top off and he's in a full <laughs> Chelsea kit 26 Terry <laughs> I would back it though if it ever even tried to implement it you know there's been crazier ideas who is a player you'd like to see as a referee I'll go first I'd like to see Joe Hart as a referee I think he'd be good because he's a bit mad and I feel I like he's know, big though. enough that he I don't think you can respect. have goalkeepers because he'll you know what goalkeepers are right they're, they're the softest ones on the pitch they're so sensitive everything would be a foul if you're a bloody goalkeeper do you know what I mean that's true maybe maybe the Spanish league <laughs> yeah Spanish league <laughs> Who would I like to see as referee? <sighs> I'd love to see someone like Duncan Ferguson refereeing. Because no one oh, will mess with yeah. him. He's terrifying, isn't he? You know? Duncan Ferguson's funny, by the way. I don't know if you can keep track of this. This is, this is another random topic. No, he's quite dry, isn't he? He's very dry and he's also very, like, very old-fashioned, shall we say, as we know. That's he what I mean. Forest Forest Green Rovers as the manager. And do you know Forest Green Rovers are, like, they're the most like woke eco club oh I know they're off. so forward thinking aren't they as a club yeah and so it's all like vegetarian this and you think you've hired you've hired the wrong manager to represent you you've hired the wrong guy and there's just an interview of him just being dragged out for media duties and he just looks so uncomfortable it just made me laugh because <laughs> he's just like he's just not that guy I don't think he's even no. there anymore I still think it'd be an interesting club to go over yeah I'd like to see Duncan Ferguson doing it that's my take yeah that's fair enough so Jens name and do it as well but Oof. that'll never happen nah he'd just be too mental but he would have anyway. that kind of Collini about him but yeah anyway we're, we're here viewers listeners let's move. let's move on we almost did it under half an hour as well Manchester right. United nil Southampton nil let's just go to the red card red or not mm, I think so it's pretty bad it's pretty bad it's awful awful it looks, but it looks bad in slow-mo particularly the argument is reckless, isn't it? he gets the ball but then his foot kind of goes over the ball and that's why it's so high it's because he's out of control though and he could have he could have like I think it. yeah why it makes it a red is that he kind of jumped into the challenge as well like he was yeah. off the ground and it was high like you can't really argue with it um, even if you do cry but I think <laughs> the argument for best defensive midfielder in the league is definitely over 
TP5, yeah. Thomas Partey, Mark, Mars Clear. Mars we got clear. a bit carried away, didn't we? We all got a bit God, carried away. We all did. United fans, you almost had us in the first half, but yeah. two red cards and three games, four match banned. He's going to miss eight games through suspension. <laughs> he season. doesn't fancy it, does he? He doesn't, doesn't fancy, fancy it. He's it. 100% booked a holiday now. Crocodile tears. Must have been Neymar's <laughs> sister's birthday, maybe. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> is it time of year? Because Neymar just got injured too. Oh my God, you <laughs> I think not. Hey, watch, watch the flight logs. If he goes out yeah. to bloody Rio, then <laughs> that's for sure what's going on there. 100%. Um, I mean, that is the biggest talking point, isn't it? Southampton has had a couple free kicks in JWP territory. Bruno yeah. hit the bar. And it, it, I guess you should... well, didn't they? But yeah. take a point going into it. I guess it's credit to United for getting a point from 10 men, but they are bottom of the table and it's two points lost no matter which way you look at it. And they're getting dragged into a top four race. So yes. Yes, they are indeed. Um, a couple of other talking points. I mean, Southampton are woefully bad at scoring goals. There was one break with Walcott towards the end, which was just... It was actually sad to watch. I know. Because he, he was clear. shorn of confidence now. And he managed to get caught pretty easily. And he just never looked like he was going to score anything. Like, that is that right there is like, that's the death of Theo Walcott. Whatever I thought about the potential that's untapped, it's gone now. It's been tapped. Well, I mean, like, his one major characteristic was pace, and he's lost that, so... So he's just... He's Nathan Redmond now. They're the same yeah. person now. Well, just I dare say Nathan Redmond was a bit more industrious Nathan Redmond had... He had long-range screamers every now and again. Walcott's Walcott just, can't even dribble. It's literally pace. He's... Yeah, he's, he's, like... He's just a nothing player now, sadly. It's actually weird to think Walcott's just still kicking about in the Premier League, just... Just sums up Southampton. Just such mm. an average passing player on probably way too much money. Probably on more money than Saka, realistically. Not when he signs the ting. Not when he signs the ting. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's not sad to see. I still think Theo's had a great career, isn't he? Let's be fair. He has. He has. I think he was set up to fail because everyone thought he was going to be messy, and so he just ended up being a very good Premier League player. Fabio Capello's bloody fault for calling up to that 2006 squad. It's just stupid. He was like. 13. What were you thinking, Fabio? You're still in school. Literally. Literally. That was harsh. Um, the other thing from this game that I found enjoyable was Anthony giving uh, Casemiro the pep talk, saying, we will win this for you, brother. Don't cry. I will win this for you. And then having no shots and getting subbed within like 20 minutes. Is that is that true, though? Is that just like some guy dubbing? No, 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 no. Watch it. Watch it. It's very it's clear. Actually... It's one of the most clear. He's giving you a pep talk, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna win this for you. What and when Casemiro was crying his eyes out? Yeah. Well, you think like Anthony's like 22 year old. He's obviously a bit of a prick. Casemiro's actually done it all. And he's just probably looking at this guy like, shut up, mate. Like, just, just stop. He's gone from like playing with Ronaldo, Di Maria, Benzema, actual clutch players, and then you got bloody 21 average telling you he's gonna win you the game. Ten minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it out there. Is Anthony now the main? Because I feel like Darwin Nunes was the mean player for the first half of the season, but because he's got a bit better now, Nunes, he's kind of taken the heat off. And I think Anthony stepped up at the right time to be the new sort of mean guy, and he just keeps doing stupid things. The thing of Anthony is, he's got that really, he can spin really well. Yeah. He can not take on a defender really well, he just passes back, but he can cut in on his left foot and sometimes yes. hit a worldie. Like, yes. there's just three things isn't it when I watch Anthony play it consists of those three things it doesn't, he doesn't even do the spin anymore to be fair I think we can rule out the spin now because he got mean too much but 
he's just not what United need I don't know what it is about United but Sancho can't dribble past players Anthony can't dribble past players Rashford is literally their only output and it, it shows yeah. in this game isn't it they're blunt 100% weird weird all of that attacking investment but yeah just weirdly blunt I don't know they'll be fine I'm not crying my eyes out over it and no. I think that's to be it. honest like, you've literally this is the most sour you've been during the pod so I hope I hope you're happy I hope you're happy yeah I don't know what happened I just I just wasn't wasn't happy mate I wasn't happy obviously that Bournemouth defeat hurt me it was a wounder you know it's like an open wound I didn't realise how much it hurt me until I lost all this blood <laughs> <laughs> whatever we move Real Madrid tomorrow oh, Wednesday I don't even know yeah, wow, you're wow. going to get slaughtered mate but there you go can't wait to watch it we don't need to plug anything because we've already plugged it all so thanks again for listening it is good to be back to talk about football we're back next week we'll see you then yeah and if you like the tangents then we can do more and if you have a product that requires expert podcast selling in 30 second sound bites first one is free think mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just let us know we'll clip it put it on TikTok go check that shit love it love it love it love it we're just a vehicle for your product that's all this is it's a shower yeah literally honestly conservatives if you want us to plug uh, stop the boats we'll consider yeah. it we, are, we will sell our souls from, from we've seen how you give away money I'm, I'm interested that's to true. hear your proposition I mean you know what if we ever need to take off we could just completely switch it and just go really right wing just have like a we'll really right wing take. Rogue. Yeah, just you know, just be so like just that. Andrew Tate it, just get in the yeah. in the algorithm and then just yeah. get that back. Exactly, exactly. Step into the matrix and all that jazz. Oh god, this pod's been so rogue. There you go. Yeah, this right, is the new. This is the new from the back seat. <laughs> Goodbye. Much love.